Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter with myself, your host, Gabe Baltier. Guys, we have an amazing episode for you guys today. But before we get into that, a couple of quick reminders for you guys. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever, please hit that follow slash subscribe button. It really means a lot to us here at The Next Chapter Podcast. And we love the support you guys give us. We love the listens. So please hit that follow slash subscribe button button with that being said today we have a very special guest he's been on the show before and he's one of my close friends and roommates for college ladies and gentlemen nick lebrano is going to be on the show today we're going to be talking about how to deal with anxiety and panic attacks he has some great insights on how to deal with that type of stuff so with that being said ladies and gentlemen please welcome nick lebrano So welcome, Nick, back to the next chapter, brother. Thanks for coming on. Oh, no problem, dude. No problem at all. So how you been? Uh, I've been good. I've been good. It's been a pretty boring day. I went to the eye doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty How'd much it. Uh, my <laughs> eyes are worse. Oh. Getting new glasses. Dang, really? I, I don't care. This, is, I, this has been a yearly thing now. <laughs> Bad genetics. That's what it's called. I feel like I, I have... I've been wearing glasses since I was probably two years old. And it's because my right eye, there's just some sort of, I don't know, like foam or or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's that's, you know, that basically makes my right eye blind. And then yeah, tried wearing contacts, but that wasn't it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have like a, I have a really bad stigmatism in both eyes. My eyes are shaped like uh, they're shaped like footballs. Yikes, man. So they're just going (laughs) to, my eyes are going to keep getting worse as I get older. So well, it is what know, it is. <laughs> it is exactly. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I just for me, like when I remember when I was like super young, there was I'd wear this patch, like you know, like the mm-hmm. eye patch. Yeah, I'd wear that, and I was so against that, and I would always take it off. And I, I would get yelled at because I had to wear it, otherwise my eye would like basically just stop working. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but. Mm-hmm. I've been wearing glasses, what, every day pretty much since I was in, like, sixth grade, so. There you go. I'm just used to it at this point. <laughs> Can't, I'm, I'm just excited to get new frames. I've had these frames since uh, beginning of sophomore year. Damn, nah, be- really? even before that. Nah, freshman year probably. Wow. So, new glasses. Yeah, I got new glasses recently too, so mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Anyway, so today, you know, this is a topic that I think is super important and a lot of people tend to not have the the in-depth details that I think you and I have on yeah. panic, panic attacks and, and, and anxiety attacks. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I've had plenty of anxiety attacks because I have, I have anxiety and I have OCD and, you know, some are really, really bad and some are not as bad. Yeah. Um, so let's just, you know, what, what do you do initially when you kind of get in already, I guess you, you feel one coming along, you feel a little bit of a panic attack coming or, or anxiety attack coming along. 
usually like my number one thing is I don't want to be alone, you know, right. sitting alone, like nothing to do, like just laying in bed is not going to help me. Um, actually tends to make it a lot worse. And then I'm just stuck there with my own thoughts. Um, a lot of the issues that tend to come with like, at least my anxiety and my anxiety disorder, I, I have generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and a lot of the issues that tend to come along with that are like, um, not being able to like rationalize, like if something happens, like I have trouble like rationalizing the issue itself and then trying to find an outcome of that solution. Um, and a lot of the issue I get with my anxiety is I like, I blank out and I can't rationalize what's going on or I can't, I can't figure out a solution to an issue I'm having. Um, some stuff like that. Um, recently, a lot of my anxiety has been like on the future. Um, personally, like us going into like junior year of college, it's like once we get out of college, it's like a really uncertain period of time. Uh, right. Like finding a job. What am I going to do when I'm out of school? Like, where am I going to live? All that stuff. Um, it's definitely weird. And I've also um, like recently been able, like, I think I've finally like been able to see more than not um, like how long ago, like certain instances of high school, like really were like, you know, two and a half, two and a years, two and a half years may not seem like a lot, but like in retrospect, it's a, that's a lot of time. We've only been, we've only been on this, what's planet for what, 20 years, like two and a half years, a lot of time. And I think um, I've been starting to realize like how long ago certain situations were that felt like they were so like, Oh, that was like yesterday, but like, they really weren't. Um, and I think just a lot of off that, but more so just rationalization of issues and stuff. Right. And, and I'm with you on that. I mean, I have had some, some panic attacks and some anxiety attacks. I recall recently that really just kind of took me out of my groove mm -hmm. that I remember one instance, like, I think this was back in, I want to say like May or June of this year. And it just felt like my body was just being crushed. Like the, like, you know, like when you get that, like kind of, yeah. And it's your, your chest, chest feels yeah. so heavy. And if it just feels like you can't, like everything you do is just doesn't feel mm -hmm. normal. And yeah. And it, it, it sucked. It's so annoying. And then with my OCD, it gets ramped up like times a million. So like, there's even more negative and, and anxious thoughts going through my head. And mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, I feel like there's a lot of kids our age that deal with that type of thing where it's, they have, you know, whether it may be school or activities or family life or relationship stuff where their anxiety just goes through the roof. And mm -hmm. sometimes it gets to the point of they have to lock themselves in their room and they just can't see anybody. Like I've had friends yeah. like that where they just, mm -hmm. they don't go out in the world for a couple of days. And it, it's sad, you know, it's really sad to hear that because, you know, for me, and I'm very thankful for, my mom and my therapist that have helped me find different ways to, to calm my anxiety down and my OCD. Like one of the biggest things, and you know, our friend Noah Haberman does this and he kind of got me into it was meditation. He got meditation. me into it as well. Huge. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's been met. He actually showed me his, like the amount, the amount of his like, log time, like the log. Yeah. The time he's yeah. been meditating. It's like mm -hmm. over like 800 minutes. I'm like, Holy crap. Yeah. Like, it's insane. I've been, uh, I've been doing, he got me into it second some this past semester. I've been doing 25 minutes a day. Wow. Um, that's impressive. Yeah. I, I do it at night. Everyone, everyone's like goes to bed or whatever, like starting to go to bed. I like sit in my room and do it for like 25 minutes or so. Um, it helps. It really, it helps a lot. Oh. You're able to clear your, clear your, clear your head and you're just like in the moment. You know, yeah. it's just, you just, you, all you do is just focus on existing in the moment. You try to clear your head out of all your thoughts. You empty your head and you just, you just exist. 
Right. And I think it's it's a really calming feeling. Yeah, it is. You know, I found that when I meditate, it's, I just focus on my breathing and I focus on being just because I meditate usually either right as I wake up or right before I go to bed. And I just focus on just being in my bed in that moment, not worrying about what I'm gonna have for breakfast tomorrow, what workout I'm going to hit, you know, whatever. And just being in that moment. And once you start realizing that you can do that 24 seven, because you can live in the moment, because Mm -hmm. that was something with me that I tend to do a lot and was, was think about the future. Even if it was like thinking about the next day, I would always freak out about what, what what I got to do tomorrow. Like what, what do I have to do for school? What do I have to do for the podcast? What do I have to do for the internship? Like, and I would just lose my head because I'd be having these small anxiety attacks over things that haven't even happened yet. They don't exist. Mm -hmm. I recently, I find myself doing the same thing. I have like, when I'm not in work, I have like nothing, even when I'm at work, like sometimes I really like have nothing to do. I really have like nothing really to focus on this summer. Um, I'm just kind of, all I'm doing is making money. I got, I got really, I got like really like, no, I don't have like work to focus on. I don't really have any like personal projects until school starts really to work on. Um, I I go to the gym, I work out, but I don't have it to like focus on in the moment. So I always tend to find my mind going two weeks from now, we're moving into school. Like recently, um, I'm like very focused on the day we move in. What do I need? What, do, what is it going to be like when I get there? What's the, what am I going to have to do with the apartment? What's my whole day going to look like? And I'm not really focusing in the now. Um, I tend to get like work myself up over what am I going to be doing in two and a half weeks from now? What's going to, what am I going to look like in two months from now? Right. Um, right. And I, and, I, and I think that's, same with me, you know, especially with going back to school and I haven't been back to campus since March of 2020 when we, when we left yeah. and I've been finding myself looking too far into the future, like looking mm-hmm. to move in date, looking to, you know, get all the things I need for school, going to Costco's, going to home mm-hmm. goods, get all that, getting all my stuff. Yeah. Focusing on when we get there, what we're going to do, how we're going to set the TV, you know, going to exactly. movies, going to parties. It's like, and then I've actually stopped myself because I, because I've, you know, kind of been into the mindfulness meditation and just been in the moment, like been in the present, like mm-hmm. this, this, the only thing that exists right now and that we can actually is now is now and take control over is the moment we have now, two weeks from now mm-hmm. on August 19th, when everybody's moving in, that's, that doesn't exist. The now it, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't like, you can think of a million scenarios that may happen on that day. But and until- I can and I can bet that all million scenarios probably won't ever actually occur. <laughs> right. And, and so- for every scenario you can conjure in your mind is not actually going to happen. You because you haven't experienced what's going to happen yet. Exactly. And it's like everybody, every I think this is, you know, and this used to be me too, is is I would think of a million scenarios. What could go wrong? What could go right? Mm-hmm. Both, both sides. And yeah. when you just focus on being in the moment, where you know, being in your house with your family, with your dogs, with your siblings, not focusing on the future, you actually get this sense of peace and, and inner, you know, calmness. And, yeah. You're not like what the future as in this, you know, quoting Noah Haberman again, it doesn't exist. You can't, you know, it does, it's moving and shifting and changing. And there's a million scenarios that are, that are potentially happening, but you can't pinpoint exactly what's going to happen. You can't control exactly. it. And, and for me, when I learned that lesson, it was super hard to understand because I have 
I, I just like to know what's going to happen. Like I like mm-hmm. to, I'm a big person that loves to, to schedule stuff. I like to be very organized. I like to literally, you'll see when we're at school, <laughs> I plan my day out by the hour of what I'm going <laughs> to do at what I, you, you'll see, like, I'll be like, Oh, I have to get up by 10. I have class. From, I have class until from 11 to 12. And then I'm going to start planning like from 1230 to 230. I need to be at the gym. Right. And that's how I, that's how I plan my, it works. Cause I get all my shit done. Uh, right. Everything that I need to do for school, everything, it, it's all done. Right. Uh, I get all my stuff done. But doing that sort of takes out like the spontaneity of things. And it's good to have spontaneity in your life, just to be, do something on the fly. And for me, growing up, everything, just doing things on the fly like that have always given me like some form of anxiety about, oh, but I didn't plan for that. So I shouldn't be doing that. I need to do what I planned for. It's something I'm learning to deal with and I've been trying to learn to deal with now for like months that right. it's okay to break from the plan. It is okay. It's okay. And- it's okay to deviate a little bit. And right. a lot of my anxiety comes, a lot of my anxiousness or panicness comes from, oh, I have this planned. Oh, I can't do that now. I got to figure out another plan now. Right. But I like to just have everything super organized to the T of when I'm going to do things. Right. Um, and it's something I just need to learn to just, you got to go with the flow sometimes. Right. It's exactly. okay that it's okay. It's okay if something doesn't go according to plan. Right. And I think, you know, another great example was this past weekend when I see sent out that email saying everyone has to wear masks on campus. Don't get me wrong. I, well, first of all, let's let's backtrack a second here. I was having a shit day and I think you were as well. I was having and, an awful day that day. <laughs> and, and I remember going into the group chat and I was like, I am transferring. And, and then it's the same here. <laughs> Noah Haberman goes on like a rant to the both of us trying yeah. to like, he's like, don't transfer. He's trying to like, he's like, he was obviously like panicking, like trying yeah. to deter us from transferring. So I was like, I'm not actually transfer. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying things. I'm, I'm like, I'm just having a really bad day. And but that was also know, the day we found out about the stuff with um our apartment and stuff, but that seems right, to be fine exactly. now. So. There was just a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Piled it was on. a bunch of chaotic stuff that just happened in like yeah. a span of three hours. <laughs> and so Yes. When I saw the email and they looked at the group chat, I was like, what the fuck? Like, really? Like, this is like more, like more mass. Everyone's vaccinated. We should be fine. And then I took a second. I stepped back. I did some breathing and I was like, the only thing that really matters to me, and this is me personally about going back to school is advancing my podcast and everything that I've been working with and just being with you guys and the friend group and, and meeting new people, you know, going to downtown Ithaca just being away no, from my family. Go out. No, no, no offense to my family, but I've been home for too long. And I, I'm with you. You've been home a lot longer yeah, than I have. But so. living with you and Noah and just having that dynamic, even if it is, you know, we still have to wear a mask. That's totally fine. Because for me, it's mm-hmm. all of my best friends are in the same apartment. The gym is open. Everything is, I, I think, pretty much open. Everything there is, from what I was reading today, there are no <laughs> campus restrictions except for you have to wear a mask and you got to fill out like some daily health survey, which yeah. is so pointless, but you know what? They can do whatever they want. Right. If they're and just saying I have to wear a mask and that's it. I'm not going to complain about anything. Right. And <laughs> it was like, from that moment on, I was like, okay, this is, it, that's fine. And the only like, because I think, yes, obviously what I like to go to Mooney's and, and to a pie, of course, that'd be great. But the, the, in the grand scheme of things, what really matters is being in the president, which I, was doing and mm-hmm. then realizing the big picture, which is I get to live with my best friends. I get to work on my podcast. The gym is open. Everything is, is, is good. 
mm-hmm. and not freaking out. And, you know, yeah. I could have gone down an anxiety spiral and been like, oh, my God, the, the semester's ruined. I'm not going. I'm mm-hmm. transferring all this nonsense. But because I've learned these little tips and tricks is now I know how to deal with it when it when it when the issue does arrive. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, like one thing that really helps is being able to like, if I have an issue and I, I'm, I'm confronting an issue and I start to spiral, a good thing for me is finding somebody I trust. And I know I have a, a lot of those now um, that have some been in a similar situation as me and being able to just talk it out, hash out what's going on. Because for me, it's, as I said before, it's the rationalization aspect that I end up having trouble with. And if I'm able to start talking out what is bothering me, I'm able to rationalize the issue isn't as bad as I'm making it out to be in my head. And there are so many solutions to this one smaller issue. Um, talk, and that's like a huge thing. A lot of people don't want to talk about their issues. A lot of people are told not to talk about their issues. Man, the whole man up approach, you know, don't no, you can't do that. Uh, man up, deal with it on your own. But that's not healthy. You know, that's why people have therapists. That's why you have your parents, why you have your friends. Right. You know, if you have somebody that mm -hmm. is is so important and yes, there is this stigma of like, ah, you go to therapy. That's kind of, you know, why why aren't you dealing with yourself? It's like, because talking about how you feel and talking about an experience or, you know, what have you is actually good for you because you get to talk to somebody who knows the human brain as, as, as a degree in the, the area that you need help in. And also it's good to get it off your chest. Because there are a mm-hmm. lot of people that keep it inside and keep it inside and don't say anything. It boils. And it's like, eventually it's going to, you're going to lose your mind. That's just mm-hmm. the end goals. You're going to lose. And so whenever I'm, same with you, like whenever I'm dealing with something, I always turn to whether it's a therapist or my parents or you guys or whoever, because everybody's kind of dealing with the same thing or they've mm-hmm. had an experience or they can have some good advice to help me out. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's why. That's why I'm so happy to be able to like, when we go back to school, I can literally talk to you whenever I'm living with you and Noah Haberman, if I need to talk to him, because I feel like you two are my go-tos at school if I need to talk something out. Uh, and Noah is a text message away. He's in the same building as us, you know, and that's, that's good because you need that support system. And, you, you know, some people, system. some people aren't as, uh, I guess, as blessed to have that kind of support system with them. Um, right. And we're lucky that we are able, that we have people that have been in similar situations and understand what we're going through and can help. Right. It's a big thing to find that support system, whatever it's a teacher, uh, somebody you trust, an adult that you trust, a therapist, a parent, a sibling. Um, It's good to find that person or those people um, that can help you out with that. Right. And I think it's super important because as we said before, when you keep it inside, it's eventually going to, when it'll, you'll see the physical attributes that when you keep it inside, you actually, you, you look tired, you look down, but it's, it's, it's just so important because when you, when you talk about stuff, when you talk things out, it's, it helps you mentally and you grow. Like I've learned so many lessons from talking with Noah Haberman and you and, and Noah Scott and every, and Dylan, all those guys, because it's like, they have a different view and lens on, on their life, whether it's they've gone through mm-hmm. a similar experience or maybe they have had a different experience that they can actually help me in my own experience. The one beauty about my support system, I feel, is that everybody, not one person in my support system came up the same way I did. Everyone has different experiences and came from different things and different areas of the country. 
Um, granted, we're all somewhat in the Northeast, but still different states, different lifestyles, different parents so that have different beliefs. Um, and everybody can combine their ideas to make everybody better and to make everybody feel better. And you use all those life lessons to help each other. And that's another thing that can help with people that suffer with anxiety and panic disorders. You know, having, especially for me, having uh, that diversity of ideas, it helps me find the solution I want to find. Everybody's going to have a different solution based on how they were brought up or where they came from or how they deal with things. It's good to always listen to different, different, um, even if it's the same issue, different like outcomes or ideas or opinions on how you can fix something like right. that. You and know I what think, I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think something that a lot of people that have found solutions to deal with anxiety or, you know, what, what have you, or depression or panic attacks is something that they're very passionate about. And I can say for the both of us that you and I are very passionate about physical exercise and going to the gym. Oh yeah. And I think that's a very key thing for, and you know, for the listeners to find something that makes you happy or do something that makes you happy because when you do get stressed out or you are having a panic attack or an anxiety attack to go do that thing. Because I know for me, whenever I feel anxious or worried or even depressed, or I know my OCD is acting up, I go to the gym and I work Mm -hmm. out two, two hours. And then I go for a run and then immediately I feel better. Yeah. It's an outlet. You got to find that outlet, whatever it can be anything. Be picking up a microphone and talking, making a podcast, uh, playing a video game, going to the gym like we do, um, you know, hanging out with a friend. It, you got you to gotta find that one thing that can take you out of that and use it as an outlet. Um, that's one thing I've, over the years, I've learned to do. And especially since going to college now, I found my outlet is exercise, uh, just like working out a physical exercise, going to the gym. Uh, all of those things help, especially like I have a long day at work. As soon as I get home, I drink a pre-workout and I'm in the call on the way to the gym within 15, 20 minutes of right. getting home and from work. Exactly. And the same with me is like, I wake up, I get some work done, I hit the gym and then I keep on doing work. And then if I really feel like it, I'll go for, for a run. And then it's just that routine of going to the gym has helped me immensely with yeah. my OCD and anxiety. I think it's, you know, whatever it is that helps you calm down, whether it's listening to music, painting, drawing, whatever designing something whatever it is you have to find that because it it'll help you you know whatever you're going through can help solve that problem or can bring you know reduce it will help you reduce the panic attack or anxiety attack that you're having Mm -hmm. just the feel yeah the overall like that feeling that feeling and that that feeling sucks let me tell mm -hmm. you you and i both know it's like when you have that feeling it's hard to listen to someone that's giving you advice. And that's why that yeah. outlet is so important because no one's talking to you. It's just you and whatever activity you're doing, because, you know, I've been in situations where I'm having a, an OCD slash anxiety attack and someone's trying to tell me to calm down. It's like, fuck you. Tell me to calm no, down. Yeah. Someone, someone tells you to calm down. <laughs> you want to like swing at them. But it's like, but... when I go, when I go to the gym and I'm having an OCD slash anxiety attack, it's just me and the weights. And by the end of mm-hmm. the workout, I'm, I, I feel just a million times better. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, that's, a, that's a fantastic point. Uh, you you got to find that outlet. That outlet for you is the gym. For me, it's hashing, just hashing, hashing what's bothering me out with somebody and getting them to be like, you're, you're, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like if I'm having a panic attack about like an issue, I would love for someone to tell me I'm being like, I'm, I'm really being stupid about this. <laughs> 
Oh, my uh, that's just me. But yeah. you know, everybody they have their own. Everyone has their own way to get around what's bothering them. And I think a big thing is is people to identify like the signs of what's happening, especially like if you don't have it, if you don't have it often, if you never had an anxiety or a panic attack like that, you got to know the signs. You understand what's happening to you because the first time you have one is an incredibly scary feeling. You have no idea really what's going on or why you feel this way, what's bothering you, et cetera. So it's good to identify the signs of like, at least for me, it's like, I feel in my chest or like a overfill of thoughts in my head. Um, and I tend to, I just feel like I just tend to feel lost. Right. And, and, that's it, a, and it's scary when, when you have your first panic attack or anxiety attack, because as you said, you don't know what's going on. You feel like the world's crumbling on top of you. Mm-hmm. But if you see those signs and you realize that, okay, you know, maybe I'm very anxious right now. Let me do something to, to cope with that. Exactly. Because it is scary. The first, mm-hmm. the first, I remember the first time I had a, a severe OCD panic slash anxiety attack you know, I, I thought I was going to die. I was like, my, my mind was going a million miles a minute. My chest was hurting. I was like, I don't know what's going on. And it was scary. It mm-hmm. was really, no, really scary. Literally, literally the first time I had it, I, the first time I had like any, uh, like an anxiety attack, a panic attack like that, I literally thought I was going to die. Uh, that is like the best way to put it actually. It, it's um, scary. It's Very it, it scary. Was terrifying. I think I was, I think I was in like eighth grade. It was like, it was so, it was terrifying because I had no idea what was going on. It was just like a mil, my mind was racing a million miles an hour. I felt heavy. I, it was just overflow with thoughts in my head. And it was just like this overfill of negativity. Right. And it, that, was, that was a great way to put it. it. It's it's a scary feeling. And it's a feeling that when you do have it for the first time, it really shakes you to your core. But if you if you have a support system and if or if you have an activity that can help you cope with it then it makes it a little bit easier it makes oh, it no, exactly bit, helps you calm down a little bit so mm-hmm. in in closing nick what advice would you give to the listeners if it's you know if they're going through something right now whether it's anxiety or you know if they're panicking about something or worrying about something what, what advice do you have for the listeners one you're not alone so don't think it's just you uh, i would say nine out of ten people Nine out of ten people deal with some form of a mental illness, such as like anxiety, panic attacks, depression. I'd say like a high portion of our society does. So it's not just you, and you have to remember that it's okay to get help. Um, if you feel overwhelmed and you can't find a way to try to figure it out on your own, it's okay to ask for help and say, "I need help with this. I can't calm down. I can't figure out what to do." That is totally okay. And if you do have those outlets and you have had that before, and you know what your outlets are. Once you identify the signs of what you're going through right now, go and tr- go and try to fix, go to one of those outlets, try to try to in your best way possible to fix what's happening in the healthiest way possible for you. And in closing, my last point is don't let anybody tell your mental health is not important. My, your mental health should come before, in my opinion, I always, I put my mental health before anything I have to do. Don't let anybody tell your mental health is not important. Don't let anybody tell you the whole man up approach of not just man it out or figure it out on your own. You know, your mental health is important. Find the outlets that it takes to get you to calm down uh, or to help you get through your what's going on. And most importantly, if you need help, definitely ask for it. That's a great advice, man. So if you are struggling with anxiety or depression or OCD or anything like that, you know, definitely 
reach out to a family member or therapist because it, it really, it, it can change your life. And Nick and I have both been in places where it's, it feels like the world's crumbling on top of you, but if you get some help, it, it really, it's a, it's a lifesaver. It really mm-hmm. is. 110%. Well, Nick, thank you so much, brother, for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, you know, we love having you on the show, man. Oh, no problem, Gabe. Literally, whenever you want me on the show, I'm ha- more than happy to come talk about like anything. I think, I think we should plug time out so we're gonna plug time out so oh time out it's coming so back Nick baby. and i have this other show a radio show that is called time out and it's coming back in the fall at ithaca and i'm super stoked it's all about sports mm-hmm. it's completely different from this from this podcast but it's it's dope it's it's gonna be me and gabe talking about sports a little banter yeah it's it's fun it's a fun it's gonna be a fun podcast it's uh vic radio it's gonna be every weekend we don't have our date or time yet uh, we'll see. But, Maybe we could expand it a little bit this semester. See yeah. what we can see what we can turn it into. I'm really, you I'm get really to hear excited. Nick complain about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So that's going to be a good hey, time. Hey, we're winning the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, me, baby. You can hear me complain about the New England Patriots sucking. <laughs> Mac Jones. From Mac Jones and, and everybody over there at the Patriots. It's going to be a heart attack. But uh, yeah. Nick, thank you so much, brother. And I, uh, oh, again, no problem, I really appreciate dude. it, man. No problem. All right, guys, that is all for today's episode. Huge thanks to Nick for coming on the show. He's an amazing guy, one of my closest friends, so big props to him for coming on the show. We'll be coming out with another episode sometime this weekend, so make sure to look out for that. Before we go, I want to give a huge shout-out to Xander Windsor. He created the intro and outro music for this podcast, so huge props and big thanks to him for creating the intro and outro music. But with that being said, guys, sending all the love and positive vibes your way, and we'll see you guys later.